Holly G with the Golf Insiders with a Postmasters uh, wrap-up with Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel just back from Augusta. Hi, Todd. Hi, Holly. How are you? Well, I'm very happy. Happy to um, see Dustin Johnson put on the the green jacket. Uh, we missed the roars on Sunday, but DJ let his clubs do the talking, uh, recording history with his 20 under uh, round for 2020. Pretty impressive. Uh, your thoughts? Well, I mean, I... I think he is establishing himself once again, as he did three years ago, as the dominant, the dominant force in golf. I mean, if you look at what he's done in his last seven starts, which includes two major championships, the PGA and the Masters, he's finished first twice, excuse me, three times now with the Masters victory. So seven starts, three victories, three runner-up finishes, and a sixth-place finish. I guess he was slacking off that week when he finished in sixth. Uh, so... He, he's just he's just in such total control of his game now. Um, he's he's in a routine when he shows up at a tournament. And when I mean routine and, and rhythm, I'm not talking about his golf swing. I mean, he gets up at the exact same time. He works out at the same time. He's the same thing for breakfast. He's the same thing for lunch or dinner, which is grilled chicken, broccoli, and rice. I mean, every day and he's at a tournament. Uh, he goes through his bag the same way. And he's just he's just staying in his lane and not stepping out of his lane, tinkering with equipment, which he has done, uh, especially with putters over the last few years, quite often. Um, I, I just see a different kind of confidence with um, Dustin Johnson now. And it showed because that was the fifth time he had a 54-hole lead heading into the final round of a major championship. And this was the first time he was able to get it done. And, oh, by the way, add into the mix that uh, he had to sit out due to testing positive for COVID in the midst of that run. Exactly right. And, you know, that'll shake anybody. Um, but he was able to get through that. And like I said, I, I, I just feel like now that the guy who's, you know, in close to his mid-30s um, just really understands who he is as a golfer and as a person and has got it all locked in right now. And, you know, this has not been, been an easy road. As uh, we know, he had you know, two notable collapses in the majors, the U.S. Open out at Pebble when he had, was it a 10-shot lead? Um, and and then, of course, the incident in Whistling Straits at the PGA Championship, grounding his club in the bunker. And then, uh, notably, a timeout due to personal reasons and a suspension by the PGA Tour in 2014. So, you know, um, uh, again, another one of these stories where, uh, you know, a lot of people felt DJ had the talent and, you know, he he got himself focused and we see the results. No doubt. And look, has he made some mistakes in his life? He'll be the first to tell you yes. Um, it's what you do after those mistakes. I mean, we learn more so much from despair as we do and great times in our lives. And, um, yeah, he's got the raw ability. As a matter of fact, I've asked a number of players when they are on which player is the toughest to beat on the PGA Tour. And, and two players come to mind. One is Dustin Johnson and Roy McIlroy. Um, so they have the, the phys he has the physical ability, and it's just now a matter of 
it was a matter of him getting in his, his emotions and his head together. And it seems like he, he's got it in perfect harmony, harmony right now. Well, it um, looked in the opening holes like there, there might be some leaking oil as the <laughs> um, lead dropped to one, Todd. And um, I have to say, I had a several bets where I took DJ against the field, and I was uh, beginning to wonder how that was going to go. But, you know, he just collected himself or, you know, hit that amazing shot on number six and made that birdie, and he said he felt, you know, completely... Uh, comfortable all the way to the clubhouse after that but also mentioned that he was nervous throughout the whole round and you know DJ is just one of those guys we look at and you know he seems remarkably in control all the time well he's not <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he seems that way I mean they're all nervous Tiger gets nervous I mean they're, they're when everything is on the line and you're right he did his first five holes uh, he didn't play his best or at least like he was playing uh, and then all of a sudden that four-shot lead that he started with was down to one. But I want to get back. I mentioned Rory. Rory told me something last year that's, that kind of stuck with me and I felt like was a great example on Sunday. He said, some players are afraid to win major championships. Mm. And, I, and I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. What do you mean? It's like, well, they'll fight to get to the top of the leaderboard or on that first page of the leaderboard, and then all of a sudden they're so uncomfortable and nervous they feel more comfortable not being there, being on top or on the first page, and they just start to lose focus and self-doubt Self doubt gets into their head. And it's interesting how Sung J.M. and Cam Smith and obviously Abraham Answer didn't have the best day. And they're great players. I am not discounting, but they, two of those guys that I just mentioned were playing their very first mate, uh, Masters. The other guy, Cam Smith, he's got two PGA Tour wins, and one of those wins was a team event. Um, so... They, they don't have the resume or they haven't been through the furnace that Dustin has. And when they got, it's interesting when they were getting close to that lead, it's amazing how they faded away. Isn't it? So, and DJ played well as well. So it, but it, it's an interesting study on, you know, Hey, it's a weight when you get on that first page of the leaderboard and it is such a mental grind to try to push through and ultimately win. And, and DJ mentioned that, you know, how, how difficult it is to win majors. Yeah, and that, to win know, anywhere absolutely. on the tour. Uh, and interestingly, if, um, you know, two other major winners ended up in that top five, Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy. Uh, he's talking about Rory. Uh, your colleague at Golf Channel, Ryan Lavner, um, had some interesting stats on morning drive that Rory is 28 over par in his first rounds, 64 under par in rounds two, three, four, a 92 shot differential, Todd, what's going on there with Rory? You know, I don't know. I mean, it's much more than a coincidence to, to have that big a gap uh, between the first round and the other rounds. Um, and especially it, given that usually, you know, Thursday is the easier setup. Right? Normally? Well, yeah, it depends. Sometimes it is. But it, I, I will say that Rory over the last year and a half has said I'm trying not to put as much importance on the majors. But to me, that tells me he is putting more importance on the majors. <laughs> so he's trying to, he's trying to, I guess, push, uh, push away or just dampen 
the fire of trying to win a major and his desire, especially the Masters, which would give him a career grand slam. But in, instead, maybe he should embrace it um, and say, yeah, I'm fired up. I'm pumped. This is one I want to win. Um, you know, and I wonder if that's, you know, what, what would benefit him. Like, there is no simple black and white for every player. I mean, you can't you can't match up the mental attitude and the emotions of Roy McIlroy to Dustin Johnson. They look at the world differently, and you know, to each their own. So maybe Roy's just trying to figure that out. Um, I still think, even though he's now in his thirties, I still think that winning the Masters seems like it's inevitable that he's going to do it. But um, you know, that window will close quickly when he gets into his late 30s. So we'll see what happens. And by next year's Masters, Todd, this is hard to believe, Roy will not have won a major in seven years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's mind-boggling. Yeah, it's great. And, and you're exactly right. I mean, he's – and he'll probably say from a, from a performance perspective in the Masters, or the majors, rather, that he is below average right now. And, you know, essentially you probably could have said that or you definitely would have said that about Dustin Johnson as well. So we know there was some uh, <clears throat> mental damage from last year's Masters um, on that infamous par 3 number 12 with the likes of Brooks Kepka going in the water and Tony Finau, Ian Poulter, and Francesco Molinari, who was in the lead and really was at the top of his game last year. And Francesco was saying, you know, that he's still processing that um, defeat at the Masters. And we really haven't seen much of him. What, what do you think his uh, future looks like? I mean, he was on such a roll. Well, he has been battling some injuries. He's had a back issue uh, off and on uh, that he's still trying to clean up. Um, and, yeah, I think, he, I think he's got an injury to his confidence in regards to what happened last year at the Masters and, and putting one at Raised Creek on the 12th hole, I, I think that's that's an issue. Um, and trying to get back to that level. I mean, when you are playing as well as he was, it was actually the year prior he was really well. You know, some people could have argued that he was the, in 2018, the player of the year. I mean, he dominant. Won, yeah, he won a cup. Well, definitely, probably the dominant, dominant, but he was definitely up there. It's like two. He won a couple times on the PGA Tour, including the Open, uh, one on the European Tour. Um, but then all of a sudden in 2019, you know, his career, or his momentum at least, got buried in Ray's Creek. And, and, you know, you look at when you have a bar that's set for you like he did in 2018 and suddenly you're not, meant, you're not there, mentally it's hard to get back. Just ask Jordan Spieth. He's still trying to get back to the form that he thinks he should have from 2015. So it, it's a tough – it's such a mental game. And I think I've said this on your show several times. I can walk up and down the range of a PGA Tour tournament, and every, every player there hits the ball in the center of the face. It's just what you got between your ears and what you have in your heart and, and the confidence and the belief. That, that, that means much more than the mechanics of a golf swing. How about Tiger on number 12 Sunday? A 10. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's a one-off. I mean, you know, he <laughs> he didn't hit two very good shots. Right. Then, then he, you know, he kind of got a bad break. He was going to make sure he got it over and hit in that bunker, and he just had a horrific lie and he bladed in the yeah. water. He, it's just, I think, I think. We could all relate 12, to that. Yeah, exactly. Forget about twelve. What did he do? Thirteen through eighteen. Exactly. I think 
think that was impressive for him to 35 his last six. I mean, that just shows, you know, the guts and the ter- determination he has. He doesn't mail it in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my pick for the Masters was JT, Justin Thomas, uh, posting a 70 and uh, took fourth place. But JT trending in the right direction, and he said he wished the Masters in April was next week. Um, what do you think about uh, JT's promises uh, for a future Masters? I, you know, I, absolutely, in the mix, just like Rory, um, just like Bryson DeChambeau, actually. Just you know, other players who haven't won, I think that they're, they've the firepower to do so. Um, JT's kind of like, he gets to a high gear, and right now, as of late, he just hasn't stepped it up in that, you know, that in Sunday, extra little... Sunday, he yeah, just kind of loses focus or something. I'm not sure what right. it is. Yeah, it's, it's something that's happening there that I'm sure he wants to fix, and he's aware of it. Uh, but yeah, we saw that at the Zozo Championship in Thousand Oaks, yep. which was his last start prior to the Masters. So, yeah, but he's too talented a player. He's too smart. Um, this is just a tiny little speed bump on his road to what I believe will be many more major championships on his resume down the road. I agree. And, uh, well, speaking of speed bumps, Bryson DeChambeau, it was all about his speed. It was all about his power. And, um, you know, still trying to figure out his clubs, Todd, right up to uh, the opening round. What were your thoughts on Bryson? Well, I was wondering if we were going to get to him. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so I yeah I I don't know if you or your listeners heard him say that he considers Augusta National par sixty seven not a par seventy two. Yes, I did. Well, he he gave me that quote Sunday night. I did a phone interview, and as soon as he said that, I was like, whoa! And so that's when we popped it up on Golf Channel the next day. And um, there's a couple things. Number one, when you say something like that, you're putting so much pressure on yourself that you do not need in a major championship because now look you're. You may think you shoot 67, and that's your par score, but you don't need to be telling everybody else because now you don't not only have the internal pressure, but you're getting external pressure as well. And secondly, I think I, I, you know him not having his what he considers maybe his biggest weapon not figured out, his driver as to whether or not he's going to hit a driver that's 45 inches long or 48 inches long, having that not figured out prior to Masters Week, I think – I, I think he's learned some lessons. Uh, it's like, and that is like, keep all of your opinions, not all of them, but a lot of them to yourself in regards to, you know, things that might be controversial. And secondly, you know, have your equipment ready to go as soon as you hit the tee for a practice round. But, you know, again, it, it, I, everyone is going to continue to grow and learn. And this is a maturation progress. I'm not saying that a process rather, I'm not saying he's immature, but, you know, this 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 can benefit him down the road. Now it seems like you know most of the the uh, past champions you listened to, and uh, in particular Mick Faldo um, during the telecast was saying, you know, you really you want to minimize the noise, right? You want to minimize right. the distraction. You want to slow everything down in your world, and you know that's one thing that at least without fans around has been something that's you know, well, it's helped some players, but you know for some. Um, you know, I think they've really missed the fans. How, how your overall impressions being there, you know, at Augusta without the fans? Well, before I answer, just one one quick thing about Bryson I want to button up, and the fact that 
people are talking about Bryson because he's the most interesting player in golf right now, in my opinion. He's doing Agreed. things that are uh, completely different, and that's a testament to the hard work he's putting in. And but this is uncharted territory for 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 him and for anyone out there. I mean, who does he get advice from? Hey, I need to. Uh, you know, I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to hit it 360 yards into the 14th fairway at, uh, on the par 513 at Augusta National. Hey, who, do you do that, Tiger? Do you do that, Phil? <laughs> you know, you, this is his this is his journey, and I think he's troublemaking in a lot of ways, and I think that's why he's drawing all this attention to himself. And you know, good for him. He's working hard at it. Absolutely. Um, in regards in regards to pages, look, I there were things that were really odd last week for me as someone who's covered 13 Masters. Um, there were no ropes there. I thought that was really odd. Um, uh, there were no, they called them observation stands there, not grandstands. There were, that, that wasn't there, so you saw every nook and cranny of the golf course, which was majestic. But the patrons are called patrons and not fans for a reason, because they are the most respectful, most educated, most energizing group to follow a golf tournament on the planet in my opinion um and so they they were they were valuably missed in a lot of ways and jt was right if if there were fans excuse me patrons on the golf yes. course i i don't know if the outcome would be the same uh you know it, it, it may put more pressure on dustin johnson it may energize other players to climb the leaderboard who knows but they were missed um i can tell you that well, I, I think the fans at home, the patrons at home, the viewers, we got a treat because, uh, you know, not surprisingly, Augusta and CBS stepped up the, the television coverage. You know, those drone shots were spectacular. We got to see parts of the golf course. I, you know, saw some of those cabins. I'm, I thought, where where did those come from? You know, some of those things, those views you just don't see with the 20 deep fans up and down the fairways. Uh, but, you know, I think uh, for those watching at home, uh, it was a it was a real treat. I know you got a chance to sit down and um, speak one on one with DJ after uh, the Green Jacket presentation. Any um, special takeaways from that from from your one on one? Well, the pure joy of him winning the Masters, uh, it wouldn't matter if he grew up in Seattle, but the fact that he grew up 75 miles away in Columbia, South Carolina, is just, you know, it's just an extra beautiful exclamation point for him. Um, and, and the validation of him finally winning a second major. Because, I mean, let's be honest, as of now, great players are measured by major championships, and he just had one. And now he can have two in his resume. And he said, I think now when I get in these situations to win a major again, I'll be more relaxed and it will be easier because now I have that second one. Yeah, and I think the, um, you know, the tears also did the talking, Todd. You know, we just saw some very pure emotion from uh, the big guy uh, who we know is, you know, usually a, a man of, you know, fewer words and, you know, simple thoughts, especially about his golf game. And, uh, but, you know, I think such a well-deserved win and, It'll be exciting to see uh, where where his game goes next uh, as the number one player of the world. I agree. All right, Todd, as always, thank you so much. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel, appreciate your time. Thank you, Holly.